Views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. Radio, where we focus on the issue of prison, slavery, and related issues concerning how the United States is operating a system of prison slavery created by the 13th Amendment in lieu of the plantation slavery prior to 1865. Tonight, we do have another great guest speaker for you. Tonight, we'll be speaking with Brother Emmanuel S.W. Abraham, the President and Chief Executive Officer of the Human Excellence Resource Group, LLC. Mr. Abraham has been a human rights activist for many years. The Human Excellence Resource Group, LLC, was formerly known as American Academy and Life Skills Academy, but it is a youth and at-risk adult uh, posse gang intervention program that teaches participants tools for positive thought from the I don't want to to taking responsibility for the control of your thoughts. So we are definitely looking forward to uh, speaking to Brother Emmanuel uh, during this first hour as we do on a weekly basis. The hosts will also share information that they want to bring to your attention and we will open the lines after we speak with our guests. Please share this broadcast with others so they too can be informed about 21st century slavery and human trafficking. And New Abolitionist Radio is a collaborative effort between the nonprofit organizations, Pr- Prison Street Talks Ministries, and the Black Talk Media Project. It's hosted by Tyson McCullum, Mother Khadijah Maxwell Melvins, with contributions from the producer, and that's yours truly, Scotty T. Reed. Again, we broadcast every Wednesday. It's a weekly show at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, and we're so glad that you could join us. If you have any questions or comments, Give us a call at 704-802-5056. That's 704-802-5056. Hit the star key twice and watch your background noise. At this time, I do want to bring in uh, Brother Maxwell and let him say hello to the audience. Uh, We don't have uh, Brother... Brother Tyson or Mother Khadijah, they have a family emergency that they need to take care of. But yes. myself and Maxwell is on the line. Greetings to you, Brother Maxwell. How you doing there, uh, Brother Scotty? And uh, uh, this is Maxwell Melvin. I'd like to welcome everyone on tonight. We have a very important program. We have a very, as all of our guests, is a very important guest that I personally know. A brother that's uh, been around for years. Most know him by... Brother Shahid Watson. Many don't know him by his by the name of Emmanuel Abraham. They don't know him by his name. But this brother is a, a very, very special and important brother. And why I say that this brother is very special and important and a dedicated person to the community, this brother, along with the author Jim Brown, is one of the first to incorporate Throughout the United States, New Jersey and California, the American program, they was the first to integrate inside the prisons to shine light, you know, in these life skill programs and everything, along, as I said, with 
uh, facilitators and brothers throughout the nation of Islam, out in the area of California, when all this gang violence and, and everything that was going on, this is one of the brothers that would step in and do a lot of intervention himself and uh, Jim Brown, the actor. And uh, as I said, uh, we're going to let uh, Brother Abraham, you know, explain himself. Uh, he has one amazing history, and he continues to do what he's been doing forever. This brother has an amazing story. Not only from the outside, but from the inside, this brother has experienced a lot of grief and trauma, personal things that has affected himself and all of his family members. And this brother has a great story to share with us. We won't be able to get everything in tonight, but I will like to bring Brother Shahid back on another time, but we're going to get as much as we can in tonight. And uh, Brother Scotty, if you don't have nothing to add, I'd like to uh, let the guests go ahead and uh, open up. Brother Scotty. Hello. Oh, uh, yes, I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I have I'm myself here. muted, uh, Brother Maxwell. That All happens right. sometimes. I, like I was just talking. I was I like, like, before we get started, um, you know, uh, Maxwell will be at Harvard University at the graduate uh, uh, school this weekend for the Hip Hop Education uh, Conference that's going to be going down on April the 6th from 9 o'clock a.m. Um, to, I think, about 3 o'clock p.m. We have posted some of those promos on blacktalkradionetwork.com. I know we got a lot of listeners in that area, so please check that out. It's free of charge. And Maxwell, um, exactly. before we end the broadcast, towards the end of the la uh, broadcast, will give us a little bit more information about that because you know definitely I'm proud of you Maxwell and I've only Thank known you, I've Thank only you. known you a short time but in the short time that I've known you I've been able to see you know the great impact that you've been having not just and not just the impact that you're having on new abolitionist radio uh since you come aboard yes. which you you know have made a great impact but with that said let's welcome in brother Emmanuel uh welcome to you brother well I thank you brother um, to you and your listening audience for allowing me to share with you uh, in this particular hour. I want to greet your listening audience and those that are on my social media page, Facebook, and your page of Facebook, and the greetings of peace and love. And for those who are my Beloved brothers and sisters in the church, I greet you in grace and peace. For those that are of the Hebrew or the Jewish faith, I greet you in shalom aleichem or shalom shalom. And those that are of the Islamic faith, I greet faith. I greet you in assalam aleichem. And for those who are part of my nationalist community, I wish to greet you in hotep or peace. But I think that. What is so important, brothers, is that that the Creator is using men and women like you on your show to bring the message basically to the streets and to the world, to create a shaking in the world and in this world system of things that the Creator is not pleased with what is going on among the poor and the hopeless and the despair among humanity. And it's sickening to see. You know, we mourn in this hour, brothers, the great loss of a very creative and brilliant young man. This young man was gunned down, apparently over some foolishness. And his contribution to not only the music industry, but his contribution to so many of our young. My sons are very touched in this hour. And my younger son said to me, he said, Daddy, why? Why would they kill him? And I, we talked about the hatred, the self-hatred that we have towards each other, that we don't want to see another brother or sister be successful. We don't want to see them get out of the grasshopper 
the grasshopper in the box and jump out the box. We want them to stay and as far as the lid can lift, and that's it. But this man decided that he was even going to be famous and, 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 and blessed and wealthy, that he was going to remain and keep his foot on the ground in the hood where he came from and help so many, and then to see his life taken in such a manner at such an age. It goes to show the signs of the hatred that we have, that the hatred and the dislike that we have in our community. And when we look at what is going on, brothers, as we're going to talk about in the penal institutions across America, the hellholes of America, and the, and the uh, school-to-prison pipeline that exists, then it goes to show, is America really the greatest country in the world? When you look at in our country, more people are incarcerated in the country that's supposed to be of the free than anywhere else on this planet. So how, how great are we if we do not recognize our own sin, our own ills, and begin to rectify those sins and those ills. So when we look at the gin in humanity, or we look at the sin in humanity, then if we are not about removing the evil inclination that is housed in the flesh of humanity and begin to show more love to each other, then what we are seeing in the signs of what happened to this brother is the same that we witnessed, what is it, about 20 years since Tupac was gunned down. So this kind of violence that we are seeing and we are bringing on each other, mm -hmm. you know, no one is going to respect us, brothers, if we don't respect ourselves, Brother Melvin. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. And Nipsey, Nipsey Russell, uh, listeners, for those who are not, uh, familiar with the hip hop community and all the different artists, he's talking about uh, Grammy. Uh, uh, I believe he was nominated for a Grammy, was he not, Maxwell? Just like you. And, yes, he was. Yes, he yeah, was. Yeah, he was Absolutely. nominated for a Grammy. Nipsey Russell, uh, like uh, Brother Emmanuel so eloquently was saying, you know, he became famous. He he became successful in the industry, and like so many, when they become successful in whatever path they have chosen, many of them choose to leave the problems behind in the hood, but this young man was not cut from that cloth, and he worked to bring, to uplift his community where he grew up in, in the Crenshaw area, um, uh, where he was unfortunately gunned down, so... I, I just want to thank you, though, Brother Emmanuel, for speaking to us so honestly about ourselves. Until we can recognize, you know, what's wrong with us, then it's 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 just not possible for us to fix things that's on the outside of us. Right. Well, Brother Emmanuel, this is your first time on the program, and we have we've started, you know, this this um what should I call it um. Well, it's just a question that we ask of every new guest, not the returning guest, but every new guest. And this is your first time, so I want to ask you the question, sir. Um, Section 1 of the 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution states, and I quote, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Now, my, today, sir, uh, uh, Brother Emmanuel, modern slavery abolitionists today and the producers of this program, New Abolitionist Radio, interpret the 13th Amendment as to not abolishing the institution of slavery, but instead creating a new form of slavery by way of prisons regulated by the federal government, individual states, and the courts. How do you interpret the language of the 13th Amendment? Are you more in line with our interpretation, or do you have a different interpretation of what I've read? Well, brother, to be very honest, they need to redo the 13th and the 14th. I would agree. 
Um, we, we are so you calling... expound on that and elaborate on that for us, Brother Shaheed? What you mean by... Well, I mean, you, gotta, you, you have to understand if you look at channels of slavery in America. I mean, we are here celebrating 400 years of our sojourn in America. And we are, we are here recognizing 400 years of the history of slavery. So if you look at how this has been a system, I mean, I mean, some people, our folks got, you know, I'm seeing more and more. I'm going to tell you this here. I have never seen so many ex-convicts, I mean, literally, that was in prison two weeks ago or a month ago or two months ago when, the, when uh, President Trump uh, signed the, uh, the crime bill, the, the, the prison reform bill, that have entered the White House. The First Step Act. And... The first step back, right. And I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, we're seeing more and more folks invited to the White House that was up to three months ago was in a prison, didn't know when they was going to come home. And so but we, but when we look at this, this, this pattern in this country, and we go back and we look at the laws in this country that have been unjust towards us, it's been... No justice, we say no justice, no peace, but it's just not us that's getting the justice. And it's just not us that's living in peace. So when we look at that, we have to say that something is wrong with this system. The educational system needs upside down. This pipeline from school to prison. So when you look at these unjust laws and you look at this system, it becomes now a business. The prison industry is a business. It's a business. And so we have to be about the corrective business, and this is some of my concern with our misleaders who have lost, I say, the faith and the goat because they have lost their way in, in fighting for true freedom, justice, and equality in our community. And we keep talking about people respecting us. No one's going to respect us, brothers, if we don't respect ourselves, but we need to have elected officials that's going to challenge these laws and challenge what's in the Constitution and challenge if they want our vote and they want our support. These are the things that we demand. There's nothing wrong for us to demand the correct, the correct understanding and the correctness in the Constitution. The same Constitution told us that we were less than human beings. The same Constitution took us away and, and denied us of freedom, justice, and equality. So therefore, we have to understand that now is the time, and, and, and it's a, the atmosphere is correct to take on a nationalistic approach to this thing. Why is it that everybody else can take it on, but we can't take it on? See, let me tell you something. There's a move, and I know uh, this, and we got to understand it because Nelson Mandela when he came out of prison, he talked about this even as it related to what was going on in South Africa and apartheid and all across the continent and what was happening to people of color all across the world. So when we talk about Africa, Africa now needs to become the United States of Africa. That means that all of those regions in Africa fall under one. And we as African Americans in America need to come together as one and unite with Africa. Then you create a global movement that starts to shake up the injustice that is happening across this diaspora that to the people of color. This is not about being, it's not to be pro-black doesn't mean that you anti-white, but you have to be pro-yourself. And if you're pro-yourself and you understand that, then we can, because, brother, let me tell you something. What we have to be careful in this hour as we address these laws, we have to be in a position of strength so that we can bring about a change. I mean, we had a black president, and, and, and to many of us, he was good, but he was not. But we're talking eight years after him about prison reform or about issues, and they were not addressed. Therefore, what in, what real and or we if we not or white hope you ain't look the great need to get the 
definitely agree with you um there we have seen some movement in the states because many of the states we on this program a couple of years back we did a study of every state constitution to see if it had language similar to the 13th amendment of the u.s constitution and we found about 90 percent of the state constitutions just simply reflected the 13th amendment which did not abolish slavery um but you know, speaking of a success in Colorado this past election season, um, they passed Amendment, I believe it was Amendment A this time around. They tried it once before and failed, but this time they were successful in amending their state constitution in Colorado by passing Amendment A to remove the exception clause for slavery because their slavery shouldn't be justified in, in no means, in no context for anyone. Anyone, how can you be call yourself a civilized nation and you legally are practicing slavery because it's codified right there in your constitution? And then you sold us on this newfound freedom to African people, um, but you know, you put a trap door uh, in the constitution to put them right back into the institution of slavery. So, definitely, brother, um, you know, it's, we we need people to understand this truth so that we can confront this truth through the proper avenues. And so I appreciate you. Well, the, the, the thing is we cannot also take off the table is the whole discussion surrounding reparations. I mean, it's time to have that legitimate conversation. I mean, if you promised my forefathers after coming off them cotton fields and slaving and building this country for 400 years, 40 acres and a mule. I mean, most of the day, today's wealth is in through in, inheritance. So, I mean, that 40 acres and a mule got to be worth something right now. Yeah, it, it is. And what I'm saying... It, it is. And, 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 and what I'm saying is... And, and, and so, the thing is, is that we have to now set into motion, brothers and sisters, as a new deal that represents economics and education. Mm-hmm in our community. And so uh, it is very important. Brother, when I used to, and, and Brother Melvin, you you spent some time um, in, the, in, the, in New Jersey penal institutions with I spent with 34 years in there. Yes, sir. Yes, I have. You spent 34 years in New Jersey penal institutions, and and you spent some time, and I'm so grateful that, that the Creator have brought our paths back together Yes, because you were one of the ones that come in to uh, with your program. I came through your actual program as well. That was one of the things separate the negative from the positive, establish the facts, and choose your best option. Ah, separate what now, brother? Separate the negative from the positive. The negative. Eliminate the negative. Yes, establish the facts and choose your best option. Establish the facts. And choose your best option. I've never forgot those words, brother. I've never forgot those words. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely, brother Shahi. Yes, sir. But but what I want to touch on is the fact, brother Melvin, spent time with Osborne Sharif, Frank Nine, Frank Six. Yes. As you as you spend time with brother Henry Conti, who was one of the original founders of 
the Scare Straight program yes. that's always yes. in prison, yes. which is now in prison. Yes. As you went through our training, our highly effective training, as well yes. as you and thousands of others who have yes. come out of the penal institution and never returned. Exactly. Uh, and as you spend time, as you spend, you spend more time with my brother Al Tariq than yes, I, I have, have because yes, he has yes, been he has been locked up now. He has been locked up now for thirty years, and he got thirty to life plus thirty more years. And as yes. I look and reflect, as I looked and reflect on the many times that I spent with my father and visiting him in the penal institution and being nurtured, walking around the prison yard with him and as I visit my mother in the penal yes. institution and as I visit my older brother, Akbar, who also died at Northern State Prison in New Jersey, as we look also your sister cries of as we look at the cries of our family and we look at the cries, you know, because and I want to say this because my brother Akbar was my hero. Yes, but I he understand. he was able to get he was able to get more hammer in Royway State Prison on his on that one bid he did there for 15 years than he was on the streets of Newark. So yes, how, is, how is it how is it that drugs was even able to get in the penal institution and that's another discussion uh, yes, that we exactly. need to have. Because yes, we will. If we're not about if, if we're not about changing individual lives and giving them a greater opportunity to yes. reach their greatest potential we and just have to remain real about, keep it real at all times. Man, listen, brother, let me tell you something. That, this is the problem that we are facing in this country today when we talk about recidivism, talk about change. The way to defend just law. We you know what the defeat that in to put yourself in the forecast. Um, why that's yeah brother Emmanuel why that's not the focus of this particular program when we focus on prison slavery it is a focus of this network however as we work with brothers and sisters through clear the airways project um, rage against the ratchet who are calling attention to this music that's on radio stations that's targeting black communities that glorify violence that that normalizes the misogynistic attitudes towards our women our sisters our mothers and daughters and you're breaking up breaking up yeah i think you i, I think the issue is on your end when we talk about subjects such as this for some reason brother we always break up it's something bigger than us brother when we're breaking up like this yeah, I think he has a bad you know? connection, uh, uh, Maxwell, because his yeah. voice was. But I'm also getting no, I'm also getting it too, brother Scotty. That's what I'm saying. When we go on certain subjects, brother Scotty, sometimes we have a little interruption. Sometimes, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, man. I'm saying his line is the one that's um that's uh giving us oh, some problems, right. um, because uh, right. I hear you fine, um, but sometimes his voice right. goes out. Um, but yeah, all what right. I what all I was right. saying is is that. You know, even the Bible talks about guarding your eye gate and your ear gate, you know, protecting your spirit against, you know, these wicked spirits and what have you. And then when you are constantly feeding your spirit this negative music that tells you to shoot your brother down in the street over something silly or the or the drug a woman and date raper and I mean that's just that's just a sign of the sickness of this society. So you know that is very important because it plays into th- this this mindset that's gonna lead a brother or a sister uh, to the wow. prison plantation. And who's supporting that, Brother Scotty? Let me say something, Brother Scotty. It's important that I say this. Who's supporting can't it? Always, yeah, we can't. The record companies are supporting that, corporate record companies. But let me say this. And people don't understand this. 
they blame it on corporate America. It's not always the people in charge of the record company. Because listen, the two deals that I had, the album deal for creating music that I did with the Lifers Group, I made the decision of what we was going to do and what we wasn't going to put in there. They didn't just come in and tell me we were doing X, Y, Z. So the artists do have a choice sometimes. They have a choice to say, no, this right. is not what I'm doing. They right. have that choice. Right. But Maxwell, I don't, have that you same think, choice. don't you believe that the community has a choice over whether or yes. not they're going to allow or stand for certain type of, of music to come across the yes, publicly yes, licensed yes, they do. airwaves. Yes, they, do. Well, they, well, don't, well, they don't have brother. to. They don't have to listen to it. And yes, they can protest it. Yes, they do have a choice, my brother. Yes, they well, do. Brother, brother Scott, let me correct. say something to you, then, brother Scotty and, yes. and brother Melvin. We, we we have to understand. We have to understand this too, is that we have to take full control of every aspect of our community. 100. Now, this, this, is why, this is why organizations, successful organizations, lost a disconnect because you couldn't just think at one time in our community when the Nation of Islam was walking in the streets or the Black Panther Party or any other self-help organization was involved in our community. Even in Newark, you had the various uh, organizations out there from Father Divine. Exactly. You had a certain code and they would not allow you to come in there and and do that. We was not, a brother was not, and I told this to my sons the other day, and this is something that I bear witness to because I saw it from my own eyes coming up. You would not catch a brother disrespecting a sister in the streets. And a sister was not going to go around presenting herself in an ungodly way without a brother trying to correct her or without an elder telling her, child, you better get put some clothes on. And that's a that's, fact, brother. I witnessed it also. So that's not the case today. Today you can do whatever you want to do. See, and let me tell you this here. If you don't have, if you don't have a, a god sinner. I don't know what most folks' belief systems may be, but as far as I'm concerned, my faith tells me that I must govern myself in a certain way. So the subliminal messaging that comes through music, that comes through this entertainment, that comes through the television uh, uh, and, and whatnot, is programming. That's why this young brother who's 29 years old was able to just lead that army argument, go get a weapon, and come and kill an individual that was helping to activate a thought in the minds of our young. And not only that, he was activating a thought that would have took control of this whole hip-hop industry. And those individuals who made it out of the community, he would have forced them to return to the hood and establish businesses in the community to begin to. So he had the right concept and he was a seed that was just waiting to grow and manifest and continue to evolve. So if we don't respect our own self and if we don't reinvest in our own self, ain't nobody else going to come and invest us. Everybody going to continue to suck on the titty of the wealth in our community and drain us of our wealth they draining, just think about this, they're draining black people in America of their wealth, and they're draining the people in Africa of the wealth, so that the people of color can be powerless and continue to be under the control of, what do you call it, co- colonialism or colonizers. So therefore, we have to recognize this and understand what it is that we need to do for ourselves that begin to act. Just like one example, when we came up, think about the groups we had, brother. What was their name? The Whispers. Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. The Temptations. The sisters were called Supremes. And when them Supremes came out, they looked Supreme. You, you, you had Rita Franklin, respect yourself. And the list goes on. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? So we had a different kind of thinking and that thinking needs to be replanted into this young generation so that we can begin to turn this vicious cycle that
destroying our community and destroying this country. Well said, my brother. Well said. Hey, brother, hey, brother Emmanuel, um, you know, we're coming up. Um, we got about, what, 40 minutes left in the broadcast. Uh, can you tell yeah. us about your organization and your work to help brothers and sisters, you know, stay off the prison plantation and, and not go right back in to those traps? Can you talk about your work and what you're doing and how people uh, can help you or if they need help, how they can contact you? The beautiful thing is, brother, you know, for me, is that this, my whole family uh, has spent most of my life in and out of the penal institutions. And I'm talking about my mother, my father, my brothers, and my sister. Uh, my sister is no longer in prison, and my brother Akbar got more heroin in Broadway State Prison than, than he did on the streets of Newark, and he died at on his, his bid after coming out of Broadway prison, he picked up another hit and went into Northern State Prison, and there he died of the AIDS virus. And on the day that he died, um, actor Earl, jo- Earl, Ray, Earl Jones, L. Ray Jones was in New Jersey doing a clip on some of my work to board up crack houses and um, abandoned buildings in Trenton, New Jersey, and Back then, uh, the, pre- the prisons used to have a a prison ward um, uh, uh, in the hospital. St. Francis, Francis Hospital. St. Francis Hospital, second floor. St. Francis, absolutely, in on Hamilton Avenue in Trenton. Right. And I, and I had to go down there to the prison hospital ward and to see my brother in his last days, and I watched his tongue turn green, and he died of the AIDS virus. Um, but as he laid there, basically lifeless, the one of the sergeants came to me and said to me, would I like to take my brother home? And I looked at him, and I said to him, you want to give me my brother now? Take your time, bro. Take your time. You want to you wanna give me my brother now? when there's no more life in him. But when he was strong and powerful, you kept him away from me. But now he's in this he's in this state and you want to give him to me? And his tongue was turning green. And so from the time I left St. Francis Medical Center and went to my place of residence in Trenton, I got the call that he had he was gone. And 95 days after that, my brother Akbar died. My father Saladin died of the AIDS virus because he too was a heroin addict. And my mother. After my father died of the AIDS virus, my mother came home from her last bed and was called Clinton then. It was called Edna Mayhan, the only woman penitentiary in New Jersey. And she was home for three months, went into the hospital. And then shortly after, she died of the AIDS virus. And my brother Al Tariq is presently incarcerated in the hellholes of New Jersey penal institution, doing 35 to life plus 30 years. Spend my whole life, brothers, fighting to bring my family home. As most of these kids cry and ask when their daddy or their brother or their auntie or their family member is going to come home. So this thing to me is all I know, and that is why our curriculum is so effective. This is why, Brother Melvin, men like you and women and others who took part of 
Amira I Can with me and Jim Brown. And I learned so much from Jim in our seven-year partnership before we separated. But that man taught me so much. And I thank God for bringing him across my pathway. And this is why we called it Amira I Can. And then once we started to move on to the next level, we called it Life Skills Academy. And today, we call it the HER Group, which stands for the Human Excellence Resource Group. Our objective, brother, and this is why, and one of the things, um, Brother Melvin, is that we feel proud of, and you in this statistic, is that the state of New Jersey, for an example, rate of recidivism, is over 40% within six months of being released. The national rate of recidivism is 68% within six months of being released. Wow. Our rate of recidivism, our rate of recidivism is 2.6%. And the average brother that left out inside the prison to teach the other brothers after they got out. Absolutely. But I want to say this. Our rate of recidivism is 2.6%. After two to three years of release from prison, for those brothers that go through our training, just like Brother Melvin, just like so many thousands of others that go through our highly effective cognitive human development training. Now, some people may not understand why I'm thankful to President Trump for this particular point of this whole thing on this prison reform and first step. Because now, prison reform is back on the table. Since the crime bill signed by Bill Clinton and since 9-11, the states have not been talking about the millions of people that are within the penal institutions and how to change them. Now they want to talk about it because let me tell you why. If you look in Florida, now the law has been passed. Over a million former convicted felons, Mm -hmm. returning citizens, will now be able to vote in the next presidential election in Florida. In Louisiana, you have over 20, 40, 50,000 former felons will be able to vote. Right. Now you've got a value now. Right. You understand what I'm saying? You know what you know what's great about both of those examples um that I'm that I'm familiar with that you gave uh, Louisiana and Florida is that those were prisoner ex-prisoner led uh, uh groups that that fought for themselves and were able to exactly. win and get their rights, you know, restored in in the area of voting. That that's really powerful. Absolutely. Yes, but it's on the table in New Jersey also, uh brother Shahid. It's on the table in New Jersey. Yeah, I know it's on the table. But see, the problem is it's on the table. But the thing is, and this is what I wanted to say in terms of what we do. See, yes. the question that we raise, if they talk, Brother Melvin, if they're yes. talking about real prison reform, yes. I'm not yes. going to knock what anybody else doing. I'm not going to exactly. knock what anybody I'm, I'm not a hater. I, I, don't, yes. I don't knock another man for what he's doing on his, on, on his dean, on his work. He, if he's doing somewhere and he's doing what he's doing, yes. I got that. But you don't do do what we do. No. But you don't do what we do. Exactly. Exactly. You you understand what I'm saying? No, I already know. I already know. What we we do changes lives. And what we do makes it happen. And so what I'm saying here today, brother, is that with our curriculum, with our 16-chapter curriculum of human development, we don't call it life skills. Exactly. We're doing more than teaching you We're doing more than teaching you How to control emotion We're teaching you how to remove Check this out We're not teaching you How to not go and commit crime anymore I don't care about crime We're teaching yes. you how to not commit sin anymore Because if you don't commit sin 
then you will never be subjected of a crime. So exactly. we're teaching you how to remove. We're teaching you how to remove the evil inclination that is housed in your flesh. And if we can uproot that, then you can come into human excellence. I just so like to add something, brother uh, Shahid. Yeah. When you say, I like yes, to add one thing. All the decisions that I make in my life right now is not based off of whether I'll get caught and go to jail. That's not my decision. My decision right. is based on higher levels of reasonable, reasonable morals. I don't make decisions. I'm scared to get caught. And that's the whole catch right there. Right. You know, go ahead, right. bro. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to stress that. No, 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 brother. Brother Melvin, you right on it. See, the, yeah. let me tell you something. It's good what they're talking about in terms of certain legislations and certain. Let me tell you something. A gangbanger don't care about no law on the books. <clears throat> but the one thing I do know that every I don't care how much of a killer or how much of a thug you think you are, I know one thing is for certain. When you in that little closet and they lock that door, you put your head in that pillow and that water is coming out of the mind. So what we look at is how can we talk, we touch that soul in a human being and be able to bring about change in their life. So what we are doing now, brother, is that we've been, since, the, since uh, uh, President Trump and others are really talking about prison reform, we are now talking, now the discussion has to be about equipping and providing the resources to those of us who have the success and the capability to go into these penal institutions and go into these community correction facilities and begin to bring about the change in the human life of individuals so when they come home, they will be proper returning citizens to our community to live productive lives. So right and now, yes, we're traveling yes. across the country. We're and it has to be about people that have been there and not in a lot of these Absolutely. discussion rooms, you don't have the people that is most affected by this at these meetings and things. You got people that's never been touched by yeah. it and trying to make decisions about our lives. You have to have us in there, well, you got the ones that has been affected by it. Mm-hmm. You know? And Brother, making these decisions. Brother Emmanuel, and, you and said you were saying that you are traveling across the country because I don't want us to run out of time you know, because we yeah. you, the time yeah. go by so fast. But you said you were traveling across the country. How how can people hook up with you as you travel? Send me all your information of uh, uh, your your emails, your your organization, and all your information. How well, people the, the, reach best, out. the best? I mean, I would tell you, I would tell you, you can inbox me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Those are the most highly effective because it pops right up on my phone. But um, tell them how, though, what names, your, your handles, your handles. Oh, handle. Emmanuel, Emmanuel S. Abraham. Abraham is spelled A-V-R-A-H-A-M. That's my name on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I ain't got no no fake name. That's the name that you would call. Yes. You, you you go on there. You'll be, you be able to tap into me, social media. Yes. Um, we're right now presently got our website, um, the Her Group. Um, um, website presently is being reconstructed because we got some new stuff we want to put yes, on. Yes, revamp. And revenge. I can't talk about that. I, I can't talk about it right now just yet, Melvin. But I can tell I you. Understand why. You no, I understand why. No, I know why. You can't. No, I understand why. We do have some some new development. Um, and some. And of you can't throw it out there for nobody to grab result. your stuff. Right. Well, we already know they they can try all they want. <laughs> yeah, I already know that. But go ahead, right, bro. Go ahead. Right, go ahead. Right. Yes, sir. So, but but we do have that going on. Um, the interesting thing is, is that uh, uh, men like yourself and and and, and Sister Khadija and others that are part of your show and your broadcast, it's yes. important that we continue to push this message, and it's important that we continue to enlighten the people and keep the yes. folks informed on what's going on and what we need to do. Because right exactly. now, so many in our community are sleeping. We can't rely on CNN and MSNBC and others to broadcast our news. We right. have to be exactly. able to take control of flow of information in our community. 
And brother Emmanuel, uh, this show will be uh, on 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 the internet. You can copy it to your page so people can go and listen. All brother Scotty will send it out to you from the Black Talk Radio Network. You will be getting a copy. They can go and just press the button and hear this as well. And I look forward at a later time, brother, to bring you back on as humanly impossible to get everything in the night. But uh, we definitely will at some point, you know, like to invite you back again. Well, I want to say this. We have to, you know, Adam Clayton Power used to say, keep the faith, baby. Keep yes. the faith, baby. Yes. I'm saying we got to keep the faith, baby. And exactly. the reason, and if you look, and if you look at this here, we have to learn to return and trust God. Yes. I'm a spiritual man. I've been I, I know hell that. in my life. Brother, I know. And I, and I, I know. And, I, and, and as a result of, of that, I'm, I'm 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 walking in the glory of God, brother, and in that presence. So I'm saying that we got to have faith, just like a newborn baby got faith. A yes. newborn baby got faith, and so if you take a newborn baby and you put it on the mother's breast to be fed, that baby keeps going at it until that milk comes out. We yes. got to have faith to keep going at it until we break through. And I've exactly. always said this: none of us are free until all of us are free. Amen. Exactly. And Amen. I want to thank you, brothers. I want to thank you, brothers, for allowing me. And to yo, come brother, on brother, you will be back. Hour. Yes. You will I, be back I, again I because it's nearly impossible, uh, brother Shahid, to do everything tonight. And like as I said, we will be more than glad at, at a later date to bring you back on. It was really impossible to be able to get everything out tonight. But as I said, there, we will definitely be inviting you back, my brother. And I will definitely be in touch with you. As I, as you know, I will be in touch with you soon, brother. All right, brother and Emmanuel. Thank you, brother. Thank P- you. Peace and blessings to you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And make, make All right, my to brother. you and your family and your listening audience, brother. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you, my brother. All right. Uh, Maxwell, um, yes, we sir, don't have a whole lot of time, um, but before well, you tell us. Whatever we got. Yeah, before you tell us. Yes. Before you tell us what you got going on this weekend at Harvard, I just yes. want to just yes. share some, some quick news headlines I want people to take a look at. Um, definitely, you know, Nipsey Russell. The young hip hop artist, yeah, yeah. Um, human rights activist, just you know, yeah. a beautiful spirit was taken I from just us. Say one thing about that for you, for me, I'm gonna let you elaborate on that. But my main statement, as his wife, my main statement about that whole subject is no words. Right, right, right. And I, I have no words. So what I'm saying is that has dominated most of you know, people's conversations on the internet and social media, and rightly so, because he was a beautiful spirit, and he was doing beautiful things, and so rightly people are going to be, you know, grieving online and and speaking about it, but as I I put out today, as I put out today, you know, they have caught the person who allegedly killed Nipsey Russell, so what I said to people today, can we now refocus on the fact that you just had the Vallejo Police Department murder a young expiring rapper who was aspiring to be like, you know, a a Nipsey Russell and murdered this young man in his car while he was sleeping and it's on video. The video just got released and if you haven't seen the video, there's no way you can watch that video and tell me that that was not premeditated murder. Okay. Yes. So yes. I, I am going they to be writing. Yeah, I'm going to be writing about that. But I just wanted yeah. to remind the listeners that we got these people out here who are literally just just murdering us, murdering our children. No, that, for real. that was you're, one of our it, sons. It is absolutely correct. And they think they have to really authority to do this. Yes. Yes. So I, I, I will be writing about that. But we're going to show them. They we're going to show them they don't have the authority to do that. No, they it's don't. It's going to come to a stop. Yes. It's going to come to a brother. The other, I'm, I'm, the, uh, one, one last thing, uh, Brother Maxwell. Yes. And this is happening yes. in Connecticut, and it should be a model across the yes. nation. 
But The Intercept yeah. is reporting that free prison calls could finally be coming to Connecticut and be the first state in the nation to make calls from prison free for incarcerated people and their families following on the heels of New York City, which became the first city to do so oh, last all year. Oh, all right, because I was going to say New York was the first. It's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing, and we hope this can spread across the nation and everything because these geo groups and all these people that are controlling this, these are some of the people that's keeping the movement going in prison slavery. Right. All these corporate companies right now. Right. And I, I'm, yes, it's a beautiful thing, Brother Scotty. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, now tell us, Brother you know, Maxwell, you know, it's not every day that I hear from somebody I know that, hey, man, I'll be at Harvard this weekend and I'll be participating yes. in this conference. Why don't you tell us about yes. that? Well, the conference that I'm going to is called Can't Stop the Hip Hop Conference. It's something that Harvard started that through the Hip Hop Education Program and the Education Department at Harvard. And uh, for some reason, they thought my story and the information and education that I had to offer, they thought it was very special. I just thought it was just being me. So I was invited to come to speak at Harvard to speak to the community, to educate them, and my movement of when I originally initiated, as you know, the Lifers Group had been around, but when I came into the Lifers Group, I came in, I took it to another level. I wanted to go through the aspects of music. And it was very successful. When I mean successful, it's not fully successful, but it was successful because I was able to reach a lot of lives and turn some lives around. And so I wanna, I'm going to Harvard to talk about that and share that the education aspect, I'm trying to change the prison narrative through music. Mm-hmm. Not only by Harvard, because I don't just work have worked with the Lifers Group, I work with the Die Jim Crow Project. Mm-hmm. And that is a project of uh, uh, changing the prison narrative through music, brothers, throughout the country. It's right. the first project of its kind in the world going into multiple prisons for people to be able to share their stories and tell their own stories about what prison slavery is and how they're being treated in prisons and to send out their messages. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm honored to go to Harvard. I'm honored to go right here down the street to the community also. Harvard's a great place and everything. And just going through that stage right now and being able to get it out to that level and to that population is a great thing. And, you know, I will be on a flight flying out to Harvard on early Friday morning. I'll be out there for three days. Okay, and I'm just hoping to have a, a a wonderful impact on those that are out there, and to enlighten them of what hip hop is really about. It's a big genre of music right now. Hip hop is not rap. Right, rap is a part of the hip hop culture. Hip hop culture is a culture. It's not right. just a word, bro. It's right. a culture. Culture. Yes. It is a. It has been a voice of people to voice our grievance and everything going on in our lives and communities. So you have to live it. It's really a culture, a style, a craft. There's so many things I can't begin to explain everything because we don't have time. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to share that with them. Mm-hmm. And hopefully Harvard University is going to add that as a part of their curriculum. Mm-hmm. You know, hip-hop education will be a part of Harvard University's curriculum. Harvard. And, you know, it's good, you know, and everything. And I appreciate the opportunity and being able to go out there and to do that and share my story, my personal story mm-hmm. with them. So let me just let the you listeners know. And it's know. free to the public. Anyone yeah. who want to go out there from 9 to 5 on Saturday, April the 6th, mm-hmm. at Harvard University, it's free to the public. Right. There will also be food and everything served. It's not just myself. There will be many great people out there presenting. I, when I tell you, uh, you would just be surprised of some of the people that's going to be out there and all they have to do is go to Instagram and hit Hip Hop X Labs, and they will see the amazing people that's going to be out there. I'm not just talking about people that don't want to do things. I'm talking about people that had an impact and that are doing things, whether it's in classrooms and have been adopted to Board of Education across the country to mm. their curriculum. It's very important. So Changing this is not world. just something just about some hip hop. You know, it's, it's, this is major. 
Right, right, right. So again, yeah. that's Harvard Graduate School of Education, April the 6th. That's yes. this Saturday, 9 a.m. From 9 to 5. 9 to 5. From 9 to 5. And it's free admission. Event. Free admission. So it's register. Free, free admission. Yeah, they can go Absolutely. ahead and register. Yeah, and we posted. They can um, go to. Yes. I posted. They can go to Everbright. Yeah. Dot com. Also, they can go to uh, go to Melvin M E L V I N S seven eighty two at gmail dot com. I mean at uh, Instagram. They can also go to Max Melvin on Facebook. They can get it all the information. Okay. And you know, like I'm looking forward to a lot of people to come out. This is going to be a great thing. It's it's really a great thing that's going to be going on, brother Scotty. And I like to think, and uh, you know, I'm honored to be a part of the. Black Talk Radio Network. It affords us to get our message out and sharing information. It's about building, and what we're doing is about a movement. Mm -hmm. And as I said, not only that project, I'm working on with the Diet Jim Crow project, which is a major project that's went into multiple prisons, the first kind. Again, I feel honored because I'm making history. Jim, Diet Jim Crow project is the first of its kind in the world. They went into multiple prisons throughout the United States. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to get into prison. Yeah, and, and, so and check out our, our podcast, our podcast archives, as we had, um, you know, did the interview with a participant uh, in the Die yes, Jim exactly. Crow. Yes. So that's definitely in our archives. Any final comments for our listeners as we wrap it up, Brother Maxwell? I just want to say, bro, you know, like, like I said, I have no words, but I'm going to have some words. The event that just happened, I'm not going to name what just happened recently. I want everyone to look at what has just happened. And it happens every day out there in the world. What has happened to Nissy Hustle? It happens to everyday people out in these communities y'all just don't know about every day. It might not happen. They might not be taken out. But there are people in their way that are blocking. If you're not in that circle, it is just the wrong people in positions that block you out of those circles so that you won't get to where Nipsey Hussle got to. But because of Nipsey and where he was, he was able to get there, and that is a major move. But there are everyday people out here that are doing the same things that Nipsey Hussle did. And, uh, you know, I just like to send my love and everything out to his family and everything, and you know, right. I have no more words about it. I just wanted to share that. And I want all of us to reflect on that, that that brother was genuine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, true hearts with him. And I just don't really have no words, bro, because there's no words really to describe what he was doing and who he was right. as a person, in my eyes. Right, right. So I'm going to leave that subject alone, because I don't feel nothing can honor in words of what this brother has did and changed in the community. So I'm going to leave that there. All right. Well, thank you, Brother Maxwell, again. Um, shout out and thank you to Brother Emmanuel for joining us again. He's president and chief executive officer of the Human Excellence Resource Group, LLC. Uh, we have linked on our podcast page for tonight's program to his Facebook page as well as his Twitter page. Follow him on there. Um, I certainly sent him a friend request and following him on Twitter. And, you know, we got to celebrate and support um, individuals who step up and and provide services and and you know play their role in the struggle to make people's lives better on this planet. You know we definitely exactly. got to support them. Got to support them. So thank yeah. you again, uh, brother Emmanuel. And I like to thank you, brother Scotty. I like to thank you for forwarding me in the Black Talk Radio Network, forwarding me to have this platform to be able to spread my word and my message something that I have been doing for 35 years. I want to thank y'all very much for supporting me and being one of the first. I want to thank y'all very much, Brother Scotty. Oh, yeah. It's an yeah. honor and it's a pleasure. And it's an honor to have you part of our broadcasting family. All right. Uh, thank you, my Mason. brother. And I look forward to tomorrow, too, okay. hearing from you tomorrow, brother. Okay. Okay. All right. Peace. Peace, peace. Well, with that said, peace. again, please share the podcast. Um, if you find the information to be constructive, share it with others. Share the entire network. Check out some of the other broadcasts and podcasts that's on exactly. blacktalkradionetwork.com. Yeah. Lots of brothers and sisters uh, sharing great information. With that said, I want to say, again, don't believe me. 
believe the U.S. Constitution and the 13th Amendment, that they never abolished slavery. Yes. They created a no, new form of slavery through the prisons yes. and the courts. Exactly. And it exactly. is a human rights violation of men, women, and children of all different groups in this country, but more, but none more so than black people. And, black. and it's going to take us, it's going to take us to end slavery once and for all. And I hope that you will become a new abolitionist. When we say today. us, not the U.S., us as us. people, as individuals. Us, us, the people, we, the people. All right. Exactly. Till next week, New Abolitionist Radio is out. Peace and blessings to all. Peace, peace. Land of the free, it lies the home of the homeless. Too many die every day, and we really just want this freedom. Oh,